So I have always wanted to have a parody Twitter account. Yeah, I know. Why I don't we? Because it's know. too much work. You I, well, you've said that before. I know. Yeah. It looks like so much fun. I think I see it and I see work. I'm like, man, I just this would be fun for the first 20 minutes, and then you're like, all right, well, that was it. I'm done with that. What else do you do? One golden tweet. I, <laughs> shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Bring it down. Uh, well, today we are talking about parody accounts, parody Twitter, uh, Facebook accounts. We have the the creators of at Lansing Mi Facts, a parody social media account about our beloved hometown of Lansing. Uh, you're listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Have you prepared what you're going to say for the, the intro, since you're part of the intro now? We're doing a new oh. intro? Yes, we have to do an intro. Your Are face. you prepared? <gasps> God, no, I'm not. <laughs> no? Aww. Season three, you got to be in it. That's probably what it was, so you already did it. It's already done. <laughs> <laughs> intro over. Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really. I was distracted staring at Joe's Cold Oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his desk. It's always here. It's always here. And by the way, the the ratio of like fruit to disgusting is like one to ten. It's got some disgusting stuff and some fruit. Yeah, there's like nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What's, what, what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it, but it, it looks like cucumber mash and maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your... Say that! <laughs> Welcome back. This is Matt Resch. You're listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast uh, from the Resch Strategies team. Uh, we are a public affairs and a public relations firm based in downtown Lansing, Michigan. And that is going to be the key word of today's podcast, Lansing, Michigan. I'm sure everyone's very, very excited by that prospect. Um, you can find us at reshstrategies.com. Uh, we are on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, at Resh Strategies. All of our podcasts are there on our website. They are also on Apple Podcasts and a number of other platforms. So if you are an, an Apple subscriber, uh, device holder sign up there you actually get the podcast a little bit early i think they come out in the morning for you lucky apple folks um but if you if you listen uh sign up give us some reviews some ratings and help us spread the word um we also nikki is fond of this we also have a, a twitter account what you are aren't i don't you? know what are you gonna say <laughs> I, that's why i brought this up uh the podcast is on twitter um it's at cold oatmeal pod um, so before we get into it and talk to our guests, we have multiple guests today. It's a crowded room. I had to kick Laura and Nick out of Ooh. the room to make room for our guests. So we, we do did. not have the full team, um, but the good team, the A team, I think. Yeah, yeah, A-team. I agree. So, That's clear, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we start with you? Who I am? Yes. Oh, I'm <laughs> Nikki O'Meara. Ooh, almost B team. <laughs> it's not She's too out. to make a change. <laughs> Okay. Oh, uh, Stephanie Vancouver. Oh. <laughs> I'm out too. Joe, Joe Beshi. Good deal. Um, I want to thank everybody for the tremendous feedback we got on episode one of season three. Charlie LaDuff did not disappoint. Uh, he was a character to talk to, a character to visit with. And based on everything I've heard, people liked listening to him. Um, I've Good. heard a lot of people Excellent. Uh, comment on Charlie. Um, 
I'm wondering, Nikki, do we have any Twitter polls? Oh, God. Yeah, I saw one. You did? I think I did. Do you know what it is? It was it was a poll about who is our first podcast guest going to be. Is it going to be The Whale or somebody else? Jim Harbaugh, I think. Or Jim Harbaugh. And it was a 50-50 shot of who it was. That's, that's a record that's never happened before. I know. 50-50. But they were both okay. wrong. Good deal. Well, we... One poll we also, I think, received, and we'll, t- we'll touch on this later in the episode, received our first Twitter comment from a listener directed at Stephanie, wanting her to weigh in on the, an issue of the day. So we'll get into that later. Our first okay. one. You ready? Very cool. I'm, I'm kind of ready, yeah. <laughs> Good show prep. Um, <laughs> so for, for our listeners across the globe, um, I'll ask for your patience today a bit because... Like I said at the beginning, we are focused on our hometown. Today, we're going to talk about Lansing. We have uh, the creators of the Lansing Fact Institute and a entity on social media at Lansing MI Facts, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, a parody account that talks about our beloved hometown. So with us in the room, uh, the, 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 the institute actually has officers. Um, so Craig Terrell. Chief Fact Officer. Craig, you are the founder of the account, correct? That is correct. Excellent. Thank you for being <laughs> with us. Uh, Emily Serja. Did I get that correct? Yeah. Yes. Hey. Nikki. One down. Chief Addendum Officer. And Ty Forker, Chief Advice Officer. Did I get the last name? Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Well? Excellent. Well, thank you all for being with us. Thanks well, for having us. Thank you for having us. I had never... I didn't know there there was an inside to the Naps building. Yeah, there are things <laughs> inside. Yes, it's not just a yellow facade. There is there is actually something <laughs> on the inside here. So before we get started, for people who don't don't know what Lansing Facts is, um, it is a social media parody account on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, um, which, as I was looking through, has exploded in recent years as far as followers go and fans has become quite a little social media phenomenon here in Lansing. So, Craig, you are the founder of Lansing MI Facts. How, that is also correct, yes. How did, how did this start? Well, tell us, in your, in your words, what is Lansing Facts? It is a thing that people enjoy. Um, it's sort of, it kind of blurs the line between like an Onion-style parody account, um, but an actual real social media account where we sort of do real things. Um, like, we just had a party last week at Stover's where... We introduced our first cocktail, and we do comment on real things. And I've noticed um, a somewhat alarming rise in people sending us direct messages of actual news. And I'm like, mm. uh, I'm like, <laughs> you don't get it. I'm like, sir, this is this is a cutie. This is not this is not a, a real serious actual account. Um, but the origin of it is, I used to live in Washington D.C. area. Um, I worked for the city of Tacoma Park, Maryland. I was the media specialist and communications person for the city. And I was running the municipal city account. And early on, my bosses just told me, you know, no, no real restrictions. Just do what you feel you need to do. And I immediately went weird with it. Um, Tacoma Park is a deeply weird city. Um, It has a long history of progressive politics. And everyone there is sort of like an East Coast Portlandia character. Like it felt like I was stuck in a Portlandia episode for most of the time I lived there. And I was the prof- I was the voice of the government. And when I moved back, I'm like, 
This I is would... just like Lansing, you thought. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, Lansing has like kind of like a Springfield vibe to it too, where they're like, there's lots of weird characters and all these side things going on. And I was like, I want to do this for real, but for fake, because what few filters I have, let's just get rid of those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> was there a moment or a topic where you thought, I had, I need to say something about Lansing, and I need an outlet to do it with, and I'm going to make up a name and do it under that. Um, see, it was I 2017, right? In the summer of 2017, you started it? Yep. And um, the thing, when I moved back, I had been gone from Lansing for about nine to ten years. I mean, I'd come back and visited once or twice, but when I moved back, I'm like, how come no one has fixed Frandor yet? That was like <laughs> that was like the first first thing I noticed, and then I'm like, oh, how come no one has updated a quality dairy yet? Um, those were two things I immediately kind of latched onto, and then it just sort of spiraled out from there. The original vision of this account, based on the bar conversations I was having with my friends once I moved back, has drifted so far from that. Like I originally, like the original grain was like, oh, it would be fun to post really fake municipal facts, um, <laughs> and then it just immediately spiraled out. So. So are you from Lansing originally or? No, I'm from the Thumb. Okay. So. How about you, Emily? Where are you from? Uh, I'm from like uh, Metro Detroit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Ty? I grew up in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Okay. So, so you're all transplants. You've all Correct. found your way to, to this town. Yeah. We're all people who uh, were born and raised in different parts of Michigan and then um, also spent significant amounts of time in other parts of the country and found our way back here. Well, not to digress. How, how did... You, you kind of talked, but how did the three of you find it, your way back here? <laughs> I you think my, you don't hear that my, often, like, that people find their yeah, way back yeah, to Lansing. Yeah. Usually you're my my secret slogan. Screaming from Lansing. My secret slogan for Michigan, and it, it could, could sound kind of mean, and I don't mean it this way, but it's a pretty good place to end up. <laughs> like, no one, no one who's going to Michigan State is like, oh, I'm going to get my degree and then head off to Lansing. You know, I'm just going to go across the highway there. And, you know, people, for whatever reason, they get involved in government jobs or they find a community here that they like or they get plugged in somewhere. And you're just kind of like, hey, this place is pretty all right. There's stuff to do here. And so it has that kind of weird energy where it's a lot of people who maybe weren't intending to be in mid-Michigan for their lives. And yet here we all are making it work. Making it happen. Making it happen. (laughs) My my wife and I have had that conversation because this is our 20th anniversary being in in Lansing, it's like, well, we're stuck now. Where where can we go? There's no, can't take, can't pick up and move now. So we're here. But you're an hour from everything. We are. Yeah. That's, that's we are. the brilliant thing about Lansing too. Is, and mm-hmm. I I genuinely find myself when I'm elsewhere going like, okay, well, this exists in Lansing and costs less, or you know, like I I find myself comparing almost anywhere I go to Lansing and thinking this is this is fine, but I I'd rather be at home. And I, that probably kicked in a couple years ago for me. Yeah, I had this. I have this moment. We were talking before the podcast started about like how our, um, like our our phones are becoming very, very like predictive of where we're going, and it's like always predicts like, oh, it's six o'clock, you're going to Horrocks, and you will be there in five minutes. <laughs> that the equivalent drive when I lived in Washington D.C. That was just like a two hour trek to go to a grocery store or anything like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I deeply appreciate. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can walk to work, walk back home. I I'm, I leave work at five and I'm home by five o five, and I I have the rest of my evening to do stuff and I'm not 
like rotting on the beltway or stuck anywhere. The Lansing is very, it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. Does your phone also tell you how long you'll be looking for a parking spot once you get to Horak? <laughs> no, but it because um, that's but, one of the what's one of the running the running gags on oh, uh, yeah. oh the, yeah yeah Horak's parking because that place is just that that place is just entropy in parking lot form. <laughs> um, though I have had moments at Horak's. Um, their pro tip for your cold oatmeal listeners: their sampling, um, their sampling protocol is very generous there have been moments where i'm like <laughs> i just had a few samples from the wine bar and the beer bar and i'm i'm like i gotta sit on this patio f- for two hours like an idiot because <laughs> i drank too many samples and i'm not okay to drive home but i couldn't get out of the parking lot anyway so i guess this all worked out <laughs> As for people who aren't in Lansing, so Horrocks is what, when I moved to Lansing, I remember one of the first places I went, I, I, I ran into a, a random family that I had known as a little, little boy, and they, they invited me over for lunch, and we stopped at Horrocks on the way to get veg. And at that point, it was basically just a, a, a food, a, a vegetable meat market. Uh, it wasn't the, the gigantic thing that it is now with, with beer and wine and all the, the masses of the expansion they've taken on since, but... I liked it better the old way. It gotten it got bigger, but the parking lot got smaller. It feels like. <laughs> so. If I if I could segue here into something where we we have a video that'll be launching. We don't have a timetable yet, but probably within the next month or so. In uh, the two the two infamous parking lots, the Horrocks parking lot and the Frandor parking lot, figure heavily in this Ooh, in this video. Okay, so yeah. keep so keep an eye out for that on the on the socials. I feel like. Nice. Horrocks is not a big deal if you go in by the hotel and you are willing to park over on that like that little strip, which I don't know why everyone doesn't just do because it's a nightmare to try to like drive. You're not going to find a spot in the the main area and it's impossible to drive through anyway. So why do you do it more than once? I think that like that is something that we've really consistently learned on Lansing Facts is that Lansing doesn't want to park anywhere except immediately in front of where they're it's trying rising to go. and windy. we don't want to walk <laughs> but they will also park five blocks away to avoid paying to park in east lansing so yeah. that's, that's the dichotomy yeah, that's is fair. yeah so um emily and ty how did you get involved on the podcast after craig had started it um i was creeping the account for a while um i just found it really uh entertaining and the reason that my title now is chief addendum officer was because i just kept um i have a background in in comedy in uh sketch and and stand-up comedy and so i just kind of kept replying to what i now know were craig's tweets um and just kind of kept yes um uh craig's tweets and eventually i you know tweeted some smart aleck like uh what does a guy have to do to become a chief addendum officer over here and then craig was like nothing at this time nothing. you are you are now here you are now part of this so you didn't know each other before that personally. no and for for a long time it was a great mystery to me who was behind this account and to a lot of people i knew we talked about it i was asked if it was me which was very flattering i assumed it was somebody else that i knew in the in the comedy community in that in that world who just wasn't giving up that information um and i still did not know the person involved until um i got the dm that was like hello you are on the team now (laughs) (laughs) welcome um though this this does raise not cut in but this does raise like the 
conspiracy part of it does raise something that we're just going to hold over this this side of the room's heads. We know who the taco watcher is. Mm. We know. Oh. Oh. So yeah, we do have some good Lansing. Intel. So you are not one of the. Neither of you. None of you are the taco watcher. No. We gotta give the like. I think it's the gourmand response. Um, the we can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that we are the taco watcher. Yeah, that's it. amazing. And how did you get into this tie? Yeah, I think I found. I found I found the the Lansing Facts account. I think a, re, a couple of people retweeted things and it showed up in my feed, and I thought it was funny. And it was a really good time for me because I was trying to. Twitter was becoming a really depressing place for me to check in. I was following too many political count accounts, and this was like 2017, so everything was very fresh with the election, and there was a lot. It's going gotten on. a lot better since then. Yeah, it's it's all improved <laughs> since then. <laughs> But so I, I really, you know, reshuffled what I was following and put some filters on and I found this account and I just started writing my own Lansing facts and kind of hashtag Lansing fact on my account and mm-hmm. we would go back and forth and then eventually Craig introduced himself to me. We we're both at the same event. I think was it It was it was Tip Jar. Yeah. You yeah. added yourself to, to me at a at a at a comedy coven show. Too, yeah, I, so. I outed myself to the two brilliant funny people to my left. Um, at their own events. Yeah. I would like to stress that you, both of you were doing amazing things. And I was like, please join my team too. Um, and for a while, everyone thought I was Thai. That was part of the whole conspiracy too. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. they thought I was running the account. I mean, we are both bearded white guys. So we're, he's, he's the <laughs> tall one. Easy to mix up. <laughs> yeah, but with, with cool glasses. And How yeah, there's off- a lot of tortoiseshell. Yeah, the there, the is. Yeah. <laughs> there is. There is. How often does it happen? So you say you're obviously not you're not keeping yourself secret, but not everyone knows obviously who you are. How often does it happen that one of you is engaged in a conversation where someone is talking about something they've seen on Lansing Facts, not knowing that you are responsible? Now it's getting to the point almost every dang day. Really, uh-huh. Emily? Was it you that was at a lug nuts game? Yes. And, yes. and posted a picture, and someone, a couple rows behind, was like, oh, Lansing Fax is here. Lansing Fax is here. Very yeah. cool. So, okay, so you started in 2017. So, how long did it take before? It sounds like you're starting to really pick up speed now as far as getting new followers. How, how was that process? Um, so, I don't, I don't know a lot about it. Apparently, there's, there's this new website called. Um, Facebook, like, yeah. Like I just, I just was made aware of this. I, I didn't, I didn't know um, that Mark Zuckerberg, he's doing some great stuff. But um, one, one thing that gave us a big bump was the Lansing State Journal was aware of us, and they did an article. And then shortly thereafter, we launched the Facebook account, um, and that kind of, that kind of exploded everything. That rewrote a lot of the rules for us. Yeah. Because with um, Facebook, I'm starting to get comments from my friends. Like I was talking to someone I know that works at one of the restaurants here. I was getting breakfast and they pulled me aside. It was like, your posts are showing up everywhere, like in my Midwestern living blogs and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, like Ty set up the Facebook account. And once that happened, um, it made it way easier for people to share our stuff. Because mm-hmm. a, a lot of the people on Twitter are explicitly Twitter people talking to other Twitter people. But Facebook includes your bad meme aunt. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
Um, so you're not doing any promotion or anything. This is just all organically growing. Is that right? Yeah, we really haven't paid for anything. We paid for a little promotion and we did the alt printing. We did a, we did a kind of a take make and take print workshop with a printer in old in a Rio okay. Town. Mm-hmm. All printing company. We made some Frandor shirts and tote bags. And, I saw those. Those mm-hmm. look great. And it was like a really limited run thing, yeah. and, and that sold out. So maybe we didn't need to pay for that advertising. But <laughs> you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. So what? Oh, go ahead. Go no, you go ahead. I was going to say, what's in your sights next? Is it the giant lug nut or wink and blink and a nod? <laughs> well, we have uh, a big thing that we are going to be talking about a lot. Um, both on our account and I guess in this room called Quality Scary. Um, oh, we're throwing our first big Halloween party um, on October 25th. We got some great local music. Um, we're going to do a donut wall. Um, we just heard from Strange Matter. They're going to be making our donuts. Wow. Um, Founders Beer is going to be there um, with some new, some fun, fun. Uh, I believe our rep said some fun brews and some giveaways. Mm-hmm. Um, costume contest. We got some themes. One of you two want to go through the themes for us? Yeah, so we'll have like kind of have three categories you can compete in. We'll have quality scary, which is kind of local, local, local brews, local ideas, and then Netflix and thrill. So anything from streaming media, online stuff. And then we're just gonna have an open division. So if your costume doesn't fit in those, you can still compete. Yeah, and that that uh that costume contest will be judged by our friends at the another Lansing based podcast, Mysterious Midwest podcast. So Very cool. Uh, got some celebrity judges for that. Yeah, we found the spookiest people we could to add to the team for judging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Speaking much, of judging. How much time a week do you guys put into just doing this? It sounds like a lot, but I mean and, and how do you how do you work together? Do you guys like meet up? regularly or you kind of just all tweet on your own like what's the we have no formal business plan in place um we do have um we have essentially a group chat yep um i maintain that our group chat is the funniest place in lansing um and it's definitely one of the spiciest places in lansing (laughs) (laughs) that's where the stuff we don't tweet ends up i thought Um, i thought there were no filters Mm. <laughs> oh. so there are some filters in place to maintain employment security and, okay, that's fair. and, and not burn too many bridges mm-hmm. yeah there's there's a couple bridges that we, we're okay burning but yeah <laughs> not all of them we, we 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 scorch bridges now we don't burn them fully yeah but there's there's definitely the group chat is is used for like um here's the thing but what is the what is, what is the take so if i see something and i don't have a joke um, but I know it's joke worthy. I can pitch it to the two of them. Um, and, but yeah, in terms of posting strategy and, and timing, we really just do what we feel like and it comes off as authentic and on our own timetable. Do you guys feel pressure to like get stuff out? Like, oh, we haven't tweeted something funny in X number of days or hours. Like we have to say something or do you just sort of like have fun and wait and something will come? Like- I think that's the majesty of there being three people is that I don't think that we've ever had a true dead zone. One okay. of us might warn, like, Ty, you were up north recently, and you were like, hey, I'm off the grid. Yep. Step it up, nerds. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's some days, I mean, you all are, are creative people. There's some days where you feel like you just don't have the juice. Yeah. And, you know, and there are days where I'm like, I just don't have any good ideas. And and then Craig or Emily will come up with a riff, and I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Thing, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So does it take a certain number of you to vote? Yes, this is funny. How do you how do you figure out if, if there's a debate on how to go forward? Is it majority rule? We've or? sort of developed um, the what we used to talk about was on the on the account there was definitely Craig voice, Ty voice, mm-hmm. and Emily voice, mm-hmm. and then we moved into phase two, which was. Craig doing Emily voice, Ty doing Craig voice, and Emily doing both of our voices. And now we're in phase three. We are essentially a hive mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're Borg. Yeah. Yeah, There there is no Lansing facts. There's only Zool. Yeah. 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 And there's our strategy on on Twitter is to kind of let everything fly. Mm -hmm. And there's things. We don't really clear a lot of things. We just go for it. And there's times uh, someone... Posted, someone was dissing Olive Burgers, and like Craig and I both within minutes had replied to this tweet separately. They were like, like it was like five minutes ago, four minutes ago. Like we were just like defending the honor of the Olive Burger. Yeah, that guy got roasted. And what's, <laughs> what's funny too is like I saw that person complaining on Reddit like two weeks later. Yeah. He was still, what was the about complaint? It. Let it go about Olive Burgers? Yeah. yeah. That, Maybe the pylon. Yeah, they know. well, they, they got roasted by Lansing Facts. I think he was kind of using it as badge of honor, getting some Reddit oh, cred. Okay. Sure. And there's so, you know, best practice would tell you we should space our tweets so far apart and leave some space for this, but we we don't really abide by that. And then over on Facebook, Twitter is where everything all began, and it's where we're still the most active, and we interact the most with other people. We kind of treat Facebook as we look at the le- the tweets from yesterday, and we mm-hmm. pick the best tweet, and then we f- okay. make it into a Facebook format. Okay. Yeah, it sort of has a, now that's what I call Lansing Facts vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a best of. So that you still get the Facebook experience, but then the Twitter users kind of get a different, the people who've been with us from the beginning mm-hmm. still get that. Yeah. And and keeping keeping the the... the posts to a best of on Facebook is really helpful because I mean the algorithm supports that a little bit better when you're not posting as often as you are um, on Twitter but also the amount of comment moderation that we have to do on Facebook is significantly more um, partly because there's just more people and more followers on there but also partly because there's like a lower irony threshold on Facebook right (laughs) (laughs) how often do you get that people who are just don't get it it's like this is they don't get the joke um Ty, especially of three of us, is very good at getting the stove really hot. And then people on Facebook just line up to touch it. And yeah. Then- <laughs> yeah, I think the the GIF I like to use, there. there's a couple, but my favorite is there's one with Superman, and he's kind of looking above from right to left, and the joke, the word joke, is going right over his head. <laughs> and we'll just, just anytime someone really doesn't seem to be understanding that. Give me, give me a for instance, what's something that, set people off i mean the one not that people didn't get the joke but the ones that have gotten us the most the ones that we've had to ban the most people for are elizabeth warren and governor whitmer mm-hmm. oh. just their presence like not an endorsement on our part not a we agree with this person or that um but just the certain figures are so polarizing that we can't present them in any context without having to ban a bunch of people. Like our joke about Elizabeth Warren was that she was going to, uh, that arts, arts bar pizza was using 99% of the area's cheese 
and and making one percent of the area's pizza, and she was going to <laughs> redistribute redistribute our cheese distribution in, in Lansing <laughs> to make it more equitable. <laughs> but apparently, Verge Bonero is a politician safe safe for the the making fun of. I think pe- people have been roasting Verge for so many years that yeah. they've they've kind of figured out. Do we? And this is a serious question. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Did we ever? Did he ever announce what he was going to do? I saw you. He announced he was going to announce what he was going to do, and then everyone waited. No one. He did. hasn't announced, which means that like I think all three of us can just openly speculate. Yeah. Um. Because that's that's the job of Lansing Facts is to openly and openly speculate without any facts. We're not. We're not <laughs> Even though facts are in the name, Despite we're not bound name. by that. Um, <laughs> so openly speculate, openly Photoshop, openly. Yeah. Yeah. My theory is he is going to start a menswear line where the shirt sleeves are pre-rolled up. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe like a partnership with Casa Checks or something like that. What is have you ever regretted uh, a tweet? No, say no. Well, and or, conversely, is there one that you are just the most proud of? that you think is probably speaking of your best of. Well, I'm sure we could do both, but can I say like there's one that we edited that we edited with feedback from the, yeah. from the, cause we got meaningful every, you know, a lot of people like Facebook is, would say like, and I mostly agree would say that like cess, uh, Facebook is like a cesspool of like negative feedback. But one time we got a comment to one of our posts that was like, Hey, I wish you guys had been a little bit um, more sensitive with that punchline. And also, I think that joke was lazy. And we looked at it and we were like, yeah, we can do better. And we literally edited the punchline and uh, like left a comment to that person thanking them. So as much as like I want to dunk on our Facebook audience, we do have a really conscientious following and people who are thoughtful and like hold us accountable and want us to be better, um, which is really adorable and really Lansing. Um, so I will say too that like we don't necessarily write things in 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 stone. We're people. It's not all take down gifts. And yeah, and the the diet version of that was on Twitter when the the whole horse girl energy saga. Oh yeah, that was that was a that's a good middle of the road example where we posted something that was really funny um, that did it did call out uh, a national chain and. Someone in the thread following the tweet was like, wait a minute, that's not all horse girls. And then it led to some of like one of our best merch collaborations so far. Yeah. And I think, Ty, you can give probably a little bit more background there. Yeah, this is all a little mysterious. Let me we can yeah. we can say that it's Chick Fil A, right? Yeah. That yeah. we were we we're we're not big fans of, of the Chick Fil A for a variety of reasons. But uh, when I, I was listing things that were negative and one thing was that it has weird horse girl energy and what, yeah. and what i mean by that is is every girl who works there mean. is like <laughs> is like the girl who was in your junior high class whose hair was a little too long and if did not own a horse had like the horse trapper keeper and, <laughs> you know and and so and that's like every every girl who works at chick-fil-a looks like that every guy looks like he's like a youth pastor in training <laughs> There's just that vibe at Chick-fil-A. And so, but yeah, we, we got some feedback from the horse community, the horse, <laughs> <laughs> not, not the horses. That sounds like the horses. Yeah, the horse community. <laughs> We're offended. The horse appreciators. <laughs> and the horse girls. The, the horse, horse girls. girls. Yeah. And, and so. then we ended up making like a really sweet sticker out of it. Yeah. That I am seeing tweets of like the weird horse girl energy community going to, they're available at, 
Strange Matter Coffee at both locations right now where they are buying them 10 and 20 at a time going, I am sending this to all my friends. <laughs> all my horse girls. Wow. All yeah. my horse girls. Yeah. So, yeah, there are definitely things that we that we take that we we get valid feedback on um, and are like, OK, let's run. Let's either amend this or let's run with it. I think we've I've deleted one or I, I gave you permission to delete one. I saw something and I thought it was funny and I fired off this tweet that was very critical of a high ranking political figure. And we'll just leave it at that. And then I remembered that Craig works for the state, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Craig fired." <laughs> so, so I texted him, and I'm like, "Hey, man, if if you if you want to, you can just delete this thing." And and he did, and then I just reposted it on my account because, yeah. Well, and that that leads me to like a really that's a really good segue to, um, when the current governor has engaged and retweeted us, mm. and because I work for the state, I woke up from a nap. And I looked at my phone notifications and it said, <laughs> I just got it. I just got a notification from Governor Whitmer. Like, that's all the Twitter notification. You have a notification for Governor Whitmer. I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. Do I still have a job? I'm like, oh, she just thinks we're fine. Okay. Crisis averted. But, like, you know, you wake up, like, from an afternoon nap and you're all hot and disoriented and you're like, what's going on? You get that foggy brain. Oh, no. So is would, that the, is that the biggest celebrity, for lack of a better term, that has engaged? Or I mean, is it the governor or is it her dog Kevin? I, I think it's Kevin. Kevin's a fan. Kevin's oh, a fan. Kevin's a big fan. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be a real like gubernatorial power move to fire somebody uh, over Twitter. That'd be great. And through you guys, you should make the announcement on Lansing Fed. <laughs> <laughs> this person is now fired. So as we wrap up. What is, if, if you had to pick one place or one thing that you would say this is Lansing, what would it be? Um, not, not just because they hosted a party for us, but one of the mo most Lansing places I've been recently, and I think all three of us might have three different answers, Stober's. Mm -hmm. um, there is a guy who works at Stober's who also drinks at Stober's, who also looks like the wizard on the mirror at Stober's. <laughs> like, that place just oozes, like, like local hometown bar. Um, and it has, like, feral bar people there that just, that that seemed, it's like, if you were to, like, just go, like, if Stober's was suddenly for sale and you were to go buy it, you're like, oh, no, these three people come with the bar. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Emily? I'm thinking um, we actually don't interact with them on much much on on Twitter, but I'm thinking um, I'm thinking Cata um, because I so first of all, whenever we post anything about Cata, we always get at least one really sincere defense from a writer that's like actually though remember that for the size that our city is this is a really effective public transit system and we really shouldn't be dunking on it and i'm like i know buddy i ride i ride every day like if you ever see if you ever see commute bus tweets those are from me and those are from my heart but it's true that it's a really good example of like a lansing sort of like public service that is better than it needs to be but also somehow constantly invites itself to get dunked on um and spending any time at the cata station is some of the best people watching you'll get in lansing cata strikes me as not having much of a sense of humor 
about uh, itself. I yeah. I mean, I I would agree if you've seen the 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 memes inside their uh, bus ads right now. Oh, but, the mean pet memes. Yeah, they are they are alarmingly mean. Like condescending pug memes. Um, and and that's all I'll say. Go ride a bus. Pay your dollar twenty five to to look at what I'm talking about and support our public uh, transit. But also, uh, uh, you have my permission to frown at the marketing a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. I think my pick, I guess, still has to be Quality Dairy, and it has something to do with our, our Quality Dairy chain of convenience stores, and. It's very Lansing to me in that it's not glamorous, but it gets the job done. It's hardworking. It's there when you need it to be. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of my like spirit of Lansing is it's, you know, we're not we're not Chicago. We, we're not Ann Arbor. We're Lansing. And it's, you know, sometimes we, we're a little rough around the edges, but we get things done when we need to. We're making it happen. And we may or may not have gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> may or may not have a laundromat. <laughs> yeah well cool well i appreciate the three of you stopping by this is fun yeah. i think yeah. people who listen to this podcast will be um will will like this conversation i think a lot of other people we know listen and read what you guys do so that'll be good so craig emily ty thanks so much for coming by thanks for having us thank yeah you. thanks for having us Okay, we're back. Uh, we're back. The Lansing, uh, Lansing Facts folks have, have headed back to work. Um, Nick and Laura have now joined us in the, st- in the studio. Hello. Hello. Nick is rocking the uh, cocaine binge weekend yeah. voice in the <laughs> Deep corner. voice today. It, it was a Rocky Mountain high. It wasn't cocaine. It, w- it actually wasn't marijuana either. It was just <laughs> <laughs> every, everything. Just everything wholesome good in, times. Uh, everything some, in Denver is just marijuana. Just some Diet Coke. Yeah, it was a Pepsi. lot of a lot of Pepsi, a lot of cheering, a lot of screaming at the Broncos games. We oh. were so hopeful for you. Matt was texting us and keeping us surprised of the score, and it looked <laughs> yeah. so good there for a few minutes. Oh. I, the only I, reason I, I know that they lost. I turned it on Matt's and knew that when that happened, and I was like, "They're going to lose. They're obviously going to lose. There's no way they're going to win." So, I, Nick, share with people what is what is it we're talking about? So, your your wife surprised you for your 40th birthday with what? So, my wife is incredible, and she surprised me for my 40th birthday with a a well planned trip um, <laughs> see out to Denver. Team. Uh, right out to Denver uh, to see the Denver Broncos play at Mile High. I, I'm a, a big Broncos fan since I was six years old. Um, I've never seen them play. I've never been to Denver. So this was, that's one of the two or three things on my sort of list of things that I wanted to do in life, um, you know, beyond the, the ordinary stuff. Um, so got to do it, went out, <clears throat> bad season, bad year for them, but... Uh, bad ending. Bad ending. It was a very entertaining game. I was uh, video, you know, I was sending video messages to the family back at home at halftime. I felt very good. It was seventeen six, and we hadn't scored seventeen points all season in a game. We did it in the first half, and I thought for sure, but no, wasn't wasn't to be. It's going to be a tough year for him. But it was a lot of fun. Um, I was telling Nikki earlier. I I felt like I was productive. Like the screaming was productive. And it's been. They could hear you. 
inspired I, them. Yeah, part. I mean, partially. You know, <coughs> it's been thir- thirty-four years of just screaming at the TV, and nope, it doesn't make <laughs> any difference. But you know, the first the first drive of the game um, for the Jaguars, they were pinned back. Uh, we were at about the twenty-yard line in the lower bowl. Sarah got great tickets. It was awesome. And so they were back, like right by where we were, and the crowd was going crazy. And on like second down, I think they got a false start um, because the offensive line couldn't hear. Because of me. Well, in part, yeah, and, and, and because of me and seventy-one thousand other people. But we were down in that section, and Bradley Chubb, who it, it turns out tore his ACL in the game and played on it, um, and had a had a fumble for Stephen with a torn ACL. Anyhow, Bradley Chubb actually turned to the crowd after the false start and started clapping and pointing up into the crowd like, you guys did it, good job. And then they had to punt. And I felt very good about that. I thought, okay, I've done, I've begun doing my part today. It was good. It was fun. It was a great experience. Lots of fun. Well, good. Great. We were out to dinner. We were watching the game. I totally predicted what was was going to happen after the Broncos (laughs) scored. I'm like, they're going to come back and score. Yeah. And as I was putting Cooper to bed on Sunday night, he said, I feel so bad for Mr. DeLue. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. So we did receive our first um, Twitter question from a listener, oh. a new loyal listener, and it's directed at uh, SVK over there in the corner. Mm-hmm. So let's weigh in here. So, uh, I have no idea what this is. Me neither. Really? So Peter Spadafore, our new biggest fan. Um, Hi, Peter. At Cold Oatmeal Pod, will SV will S Vancouvering mention the Downton Abbey movie on this week's episode? <laughs> Absolutely. Have you seen it? Are you going to mention it or just I just w- mention it? I'm going to mention it. Downton Abbey. <laughs> um, <laughs> done. There you go, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not yet seen it. I am saving it because it is going to be such a good experience. I hardly ever go to the movie theater anymore just because it's expensive and rabble. And <laughs> I <laughs> And so if I go it's for it's an event. It's for Rambo. It's it's not for Rambo. Um I have to get my hair cut and the mom do and, and <laughs> the Karen. The Karen. Um no, and so I've been saving it. My mom and I are going to go together in a couple of weeks and it's it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I've been excited for a year and a half about this and been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And now I get to go. So my to-do list has to be clean. I have to feel like it's just a purely relaxing afternoon where I can just go and sit and enjoy myself. And so everything I have been doing the last few weeks has been aimed at this two-hour moment where I'm going to get to sit and celebrate. Are you going to bring like a thermos wow. of Earl Grey tea? Do you, do you dress up? <laughs> no. No, I, I'm not co- an a cosplay idiot. I'm not a total weirdo, but <laughs> um, I don't. I don't have any point of reference. Is this a? This is a, about old British people. Yes, okay. the very best people. Well, what do you mean by that? They're not like they're, physically old. They aren't. No, but no. they lived in a long ago time. Right. That's why I wanted to okay. know what he meant. Yeah. I thought they were like senior citizens. One of them is. No. That's just the demographic that tends okay. to like the show. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I like it too. I mean, I'm gonna go see it. Yeah. No, Dyke doesn't want to go see, really. No. I'm shocked. <laughs> I know. It is It is weird. Though he did sit through most of the episodes because I made him. Um, but, yeah. I'm I'm really, 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 really well, good. excited. Okay, now that you're waiting, we can this we can now devote more time to a is future like, podcast that you can tell us about the movie. Is it like it. Pride and Prejudice set to TV? Is that what it is? Like, is it? No, it's a little more modern than Pride and Prejudice. Okay. 
Pride and Prejudice is a little, you know, late 1700s, and this is the kind of Edwardian post-war um, era. It starts in the the teens, and and okay. now we're in into the 20s, and so we're we're gonna be celebrating the arrival of the king and queen, which is awesome because I'll get to use all my etiquette that I've memorized from all the years of. <laughs> In the movie at theater. the movie theater. <laughs> well, I'll celebrate privately the the adherence to etiquette, which I I value a lot. So is the show over, and that's why there's a movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, I never see. Watched you this can't show. go see the movie. No, you can't. <laughs> well, I didn't really care to anyway. Well, but. you said you were like, should I see this movie? Well, right, but I thought maybe I could skip like the years of the show. Well, just you know, I bet you'd still hours. get something out of it because they have to make it a standalone. Yeah, yeah I mean, it sounds like a movie I'd fall asleep during. I'll be honest. I fall asleep. What about Rambo? Theater. Would you fall asleep during Rambo? <laughs> I mean, I have fallen asleep during an action movie before, <laughs> so it's possible, but not as likely. Yeah. So we've been watching, actually, speaking of action things, we have been watching Jack Ryan on Amazon. So oh, is that good? good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. So. And Joe, you're going to be a stand-up comedian. We discussed here as we as we Why got. Are you doing rolling. this to me? What are we doing? What? Nick had jokes. Nick had suggestions. Oh, I don't have jokes. I have premises. Premises. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I think I've got a great bit for you. What is it? It's about bumper stickers. Have you seen the bumper stickers? They're hilarious. Actually, they're not funny, but you should talk about how not funny they are. Right. Do that. That's your comedy bit. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of of road to hoe there. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, I've got jokes. Yeah. Nick traveled west, came back with inspiration. <laughs> what kind of bumper Freaking. stickers did you see? Oh, it, it, there are just so many bumper stickers, and they're all stupid. Oh but <laughs> Poor Joe. I just told him because, you know, he's got so, so much talent. If you needed oh, material, I could help. <laughs> can, we, can we be done? Joe doesn't like to be complimented. Oh. Yeah. I, the I think it's nice that Nick was coming up with ideas for you personally. I mean, I think you should be thankful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. My favorite bumper sticker of all time was one I saw actually in Las Vegas that oh said my. Exhume Elvis. And I thought that is brilliant. I, I wanted to buy one. I didn't. The, the one we saw out in Colorado, it had the stick figure family and it had a bear next to it. And the bear was saying, ooh, a menu. <laughs> <laughs> See, Joe? There you go. That's good. But that's not the joke. The bumper job. sticker isn't the joke. The <laughs> The, the actual, the other, we have one in our basement that says um, Nixon 2000. He's not as stiff as Gore. Joe's <laughs> 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 laugh, laughing really <laughs> hard. But, but he's doing it quietly. I think that after this episode, Stephanie, that the, the Lansing fact people are going to DM you and, and make you part of their part I of their would team. love to be part of their team, but I'm not funny enough to be part of their team. They could get the like old lady suburban Downton Abbey watcher demographic in me. And that would be. If they're looking for some challenger jokes, I'm sure they'll, <laughs> they'll oh reach gosh. out. <laughs> okay. Well, I do want to thank Ty and Emily and Craig for stopping by. Uh, the Lansing at Lansing MI Facts uh, account, sharing their story about how that came to be and how they're working on it. Uh, welcome back, Nick. Thank you. Glad you're safely back home. <laughs> Thank Go you. Bron- Go Broncos. That's all I've got left. <laughs> you got your podcast voice. Yes. Should have hosted today. Okay. This is Matt Rash of the Rash Strategies team. You've been listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>